Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked, and it's time for your hits, your misses. And I got Drew. Drew, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How you doing today, Joel? I am wonderful. I'm amazing. I am ready to hit it and quit it and go hard. Let's start with the hits. Hit me, Drew, with your number five. Number five, the Nikita Lions debut. Uh, this was, I think, uh, another one of those things we've talked about in the past where, you know, people are overhyping a little bit. They're talking a little too much. You got to wait and see. And I thought that this debut, this debut delivered. Um, I'm not really into vignettes, so I didn't see all of the vignettes that led up to this. I like, you know, vignettes if I see, I don't know, maybe Dante Chen or Draco Anthony, you know, reasons. And, um, the finisher, very much talked about. Memorable. Memorable, for sure. Not something that you see all the time, so that's why I like it. There you go. That's number five. Guess what? My number five? The Nikita Lions debut. <laughs> I agree with you wholeheartedly. She clearly made an impact. She's clearly crossed over into other meme mainstreams. People are taking effect and taking notice. I'm a fan of that. I want more of that in my wrestling. And on top of that, she's got a look. She's she can go. She's got she's got a lot of potential. And I'm looking forward to that. Give me number four. Agreed. Number four for me was uh, the Orange Cassidy versus Anthony Bowens match. Now. I love this match, and Bowens is a superstar. I will not accept any slander on that. Bowens is a superstar. And um, I think I had mentioned previously that I had a short conversation with him in an Evolve show. He's just wonderful. He's such a caring, amazing guy. And Orange Cassidy was hilarious in this match, and I love the dynamic between the two of these guys. Take out everything that happened previous, you know, the rapping and, you know, this the whole match itself I thought was really great. Showed the chemistry between the two of them, and OC's word to your mother really popped me. Very good match, I agree. <laughs> it didn't hit my top five, but you know what hit my number four? Miz TV with Logan Paul. Again, I want to stress that wrestling is subjective, and the reason that it popped me was because I like seeing some weird, fun random crossover shit and i get that logan paul has been a part of the wwe product before but putting him with miz is perfect it is the perfect fodder for a wrestlemania match these two are going to be obnoxious and hateable and the type of character that i want to see they'll go the right way and i think as long as logan paul doesn't try to murder dominic with a skull crushing finale again it's going to be a really fun build to wrestlemania that's my number four give me your number three um it's funny that that was your number four on your hits list because it's my number four elsewhere. Oh, we'll get there then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get there in a moment. Uh, the little teaser. Uh, sorry, so number three for my hits was the – it had to be a tie because there was so much great stuff on Dynamite, and one special thing from Dynamite needed to be highlighted more than the stuff, but, but everything was so great. So number three for me – Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho's promo plus Danielson versus Daniel uh, on on Dynamite. Um, Eddie Kingston, amazing. Uh, he can legitimately sell me a ticket. He, you know, if he was a car salesman, I'm buying whatever car he's selling. I am taking whatever credit card. Uh, he will get all of the money from me. 
I love it. I did think that Jericho finally being kind of like a dick heel and not stealing some babyface spotlight uh, added to this. So I was very pleased with that as well. Um, and then, of course, Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia, that's like a Matt classic. That's a incredible, you know, it was a hell of a main event. It really was. Um, I've been wanting them together for a while, and I'm very, very happy that it delivered. Wonderful. My number three coming out of AEW Rampage is Sammy versus Andrade. Sammy Guevara and Andrade Alidolo had a wonderful TNT, ta- uh, TNT title match. I, I want to say tag title match because there's two of those stupid titles. Please get rid of one of them, Sammy. Uh, regardless, match was a lot of fun. It was high high paced. It was fast, fast paced as well. So my words are all jumbled up. Regardless, Sammy and Andrade had a lot of innovative spots, a lot of fun match. Uh, a lot of fun matchup going on. Sammy and Andrade, that is my number three. It's a match worth going out to see. Give me your number two. Great. Number two, the stupendous contract signing on SmackDown. Uh, I wasn't too pleased that we were going to have another WrestleMania main event with Brock and Roman at first. I'll admit that. But um, this segment was phenomenal. And I am ready for this match now because give me Brock throwing dudes around any day of the week. That's always a great time. And I thought Roman's promo was great. It was, it was a little bit different than what we're used to, you know, him saying, you know, I run this show, even though he kind of doesn't, but his ego is so high and massive that of course he believes that. So it makes sense for him to say it. So I'm really excited for this match of WrestleMania. Guess what? I agree with you. My number two is the same contract signing oh, from SmackDown. Reigns and Brock Lesnar. I think the, the 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 signing was perfect. It is delusional Roman Reigns just talking smack and getting what he thought was the upper hand. And of course, when Brock gets to smash geeks, that's the best. That's all I need in my wrestling to get me to the next step in a story. And I think Brock did a wonderful job. Reigns did a wonderful job of playing that delusional heel who thinks he's the best, who thinks he's got everybody's number and it is everyone's head. He did it yep. right. That was my number two. Got me a little bit more excited for that WrestleMania match. Hit me with number one. I'm sure I know what it is. Yeah. Number one, and it's it, it, it it's the MJF promo. It's the MJF promo. And, you know, I've said on this show many times, I am a fan of different. I am a fan of things that other people wouldn't be fans of. This promo went really away from what MJF's AEW run has been so far. And I fully believe that it was a shoot. I fully believe that. Um, I had heard he had done something similar in MLW years ago, cutting this similar type of a promo. Um, but I never saw that before. So this was like brand new for me and it was impactful. It was impactful. And I loved punk coming out serious, still having like, like he was kind of like a fighting stance a little bit just to see if somebody was going to come out. Um, and the, it, is it true? And this that, that real emotion because punk hasn't really had to face that, since he left from WWE and that whole big thing that happened um, and a tear just coming down Max's face and just leaving the ring. It was one of my most favorite things I think I've seen in AEW. 
My number one is the same thing. It's MJF's promo. As a Jewish boy, I fully understood what he was saying, where he was coming from. I thought the promo delivered on pretty much all all sides. And on top of that, I think MJF took part of that MLW promo that has been referenced with the quarters and the facing uh, anti-Semitism on Long Island. And he made that into a further story by talking about his own relationship with wrestling, with CM Punk, with the passion that he has for it and how Punk had taken that away from him. At the end of the day, you kind of think back to that whole promo and you realize, oh, he's just pulling strings as a puppet master. But in the moment, he did exactly everything right, got that sympathy. People were cheering and people felt something that sold me a ticket for that dog collar match at Revolution next week. But unfortunately, we got to talk about our misses, too. So why don't you go ahead? Give me your number five. This one I might get a little heat for. Uh, my my number five miss is unfortunately the Serena Deem five-minute uh, challenge, the rookie, that whole thing. Um, I was a big fan of it when it started, but it kind of just feels like it's treading water. It, it's like a thing, a placement holder when we kind of know that there's eventually going to be like a moment that's coming and the crowds aren't really reacting to it, which is unfortunate. Cause I mean, I do like it. It's just that like, I'm kind of ready for it to move into what they're really taking a while to build to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. And again, I think it's all just leading to a Sheeta return and not some big debut. But uh, we'll get to that. That's a whole other different show. My number five is from Monday Night Raw. <laughs> it's a 24-7 title match. It <laughs> is Reggie and Dana. I felt bad for Dana for you'll see on the thumbnail, you can see a whole lot of you can see a whole lot of hair extensions and just it wasn't good. I just, I, I, I don't know where we're going with it. I don't care anymore either, which doesn't help. 24-7 title has a lot of potential to be funny and good and entertaining. But this week was just not great. That didn't hit for me. So give me your number four. That's my number two. Oh, okay then. Yeah, that's my number two. Because like you, I am very much done with this. And I've even said it, I think it was on the last show too. I had this in the Mrs. column because... Wow, it's so irrelevant. It's the most like irrelevant thing in WWE right now. It's unfortunate yeah. because it, like you said, it could it could be something great. It could, but it just sucks. It really yeah. sucks and I know it includes your favorite Tamina and I'm sorry that I'm saying this, but it sucks and it doesn't you know, all of the players involved in this could be doing so much more incredible things and this just bogs everyone down and is not interesting just give to me the title sure give her the title retire it give her the title and that's it give me I'll agree, give though. me your number four instead your number four miss so uh and my number four is something that you mentioned also my number four is the miss tv segment on raw and it's not because of logan paul now i know logan's got his detractors and you know we, we don't have to get into any of that stuff but I don't, um, the, the, the Mysterios are just not great right now. And it hurts me to say this. It really does. But Dominic is just not good as a talker at all. I don't need to hear it. It's bad. Uh, 
And I just, you know, I wish that they had just done that breakup and and whatever from the Royal Rumble that everyone pretty much thought was going to happen, and they just do start, stop, start, stop. And now they're going to have this match. Okay, it's not really that interesting. I don't care about Logan Paul. He's a good promo guy. I mean, I've seen stuff of his, and, you know, he can be a good talker. But I'm just not interested in this at all. So, no thank you. Fair. My number four is from NXT. Indy, Persia, Dexter, and Duke. The four-way nobody wants to see, but unfortunately we're probably going to be subjected to. I feel bad for Dexter Loomis, staring at his, staring at the ground. He's upset. That's fine. Uh, Persia and Duke, we, we need to go somewhere with this other than we make out in the hallways, and I need Indy to eventually tell me something. It didn't work this week other than watching Duke and Persia suck face and Dexter be a memeable upset loser. That's my number four. Hit me with your number three. Number three is whatever is going on with Rhonda, Charlotte, and Sonya on SmackDown. Uh, it's lifeless. It's boring. And this is, you know, the Royal Rumble winner. Supposed to be main eventing night one of WrestleMania. And I could not care less about any of this because I don't care about Rhonda. Charlotte, I I like, but I'm just this whole thing that they're getting, they've gotten her involved with with Sonya. It just it doesn't make sense. It, it's it's just it'll be likely good, you know, the match, but I just have no investment in it whatsoever. We'll uh, revisit that in a minute. I'll hit you with my number three. Another TK announcement. <laughs> Just tell me what the hell it is and stop teasing me every two weeks just because your ratings are down. I'm sure it'll be fun. I'm sure it'll be something that everyone gets excited about. I get the whole promoters promote argument, but for God's sakes, promoters don't promote the way you've been promoting. Please stop teasing announcements after announcements. Please stop teasing announcements for announcements for announcements for announcements for announcements. I don't want it. I don't care. And people, if you're still speculating as to what those announcements are going to be, stop because you're just building up your own displeasure when you find out what it is. Yeah, That is it. Uh, You already did your number two i'll give you my number two and that is shinsuke and boobs and the canyon arrow they are now driving around the country best pals kayaking and surfing and just doing whatever the hell they need to do to get by i just i hope this isn't on i hope it's either ongoing for months or just one time they do it just go full throttle or nothing at all that's all i want to see shinsuke and boobs Pull out the surfboards, go surf, let us memers have our fun with it, and then move the heck along. That is my number two. Hit me with your number one. My number one is the entire top of the women's division on NXT 2.0. The whole toxic thing is toxic, is what it is, really. Uh, the, The segment that they did... On Tuesday, the Toxic Lounge, watching these Dusty Classics take place. Uh, speaking of, you know, what I said, mentioned before, lifeless, boring. Uh, they sound so rehearsed, and the crowd has absolutely no reaction to any of this at all. Like, there was, it sounded like, you know what it sounded like? It sounded like 2K crowd noise playing over them talking because that's how lifeless it sounded 
you know, just the way that they're filming it, you know, NXT is sex because they have to have the lower angles and shooting it in these suggestive ways, the legs and the chest and the suggestiveness of it all. It's just, it's just bad. And the segments that they're marketing towards, the demo that they're marketing towards, aren't really even watching this show. So I just don't understand the whole point of this. And the women's tag team division and the women's division itself just needs to move on from all of this toxicity. Wink, wink. And uh, it's got to go. We got to get something better on here. I understand you. My number one. We're going back to Ronda Rousey on SmackDown. Half a quadrennial couldn't even start to tell you how bad that whole night was. It would need more than a quadrennial to tell you just how bad this whole segment, this whole evening was for Ronda Rousey. It wasn't a good night. It wasn't a good promo. I'm sure her and Sonya Deville will either be a match that stops and starts or doesn't happen at all. Regardless, not Ronda's night. Hopefully they they put some fire on this new Charlotte versus Ronda match that's going to happen at Mania, they got to get a feud out of it because right now they are treading water. Was not a good night for Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Let me know who's your favorite wrestler. My favorite wrestler, as much as he probably wouldn't like me saying this, is MJF this week because that promo hit the nail on the head and. I'm so excited to see what they do on Dynamite and what happens in the dog collar match. Let me tell you, you got your MJF. I got my Brock Lesnar. He's my favorite wrestler this week. The man can do no wrong. He had great promos. He tossed around fools. He looked like a million bucks wearing his cowboy hat and his jeans and his belt buckle and his stylish tops. The man is perfect. He's got it all. That's Brock Lesnar. Uh, hey, you're pretty perfect. Where can the kids find you on the internet, Drew? You can find me on Twitter at Big Money Drew. And you can follow us here at Fightful Overbooked at youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. Audio friends, if you're listening to us in that realm, leave us a five-star review. It gets us a little bit closer to your friends' ears and to the ears of other wrestling fans because they should be hearing this ridiculous content that we drop daily here on Fightful Overbooked. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, and friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Take care.